Good morning, wet shavers, coffee lovers, and podcast listeners everywhere. It's MarkWithGeorgeTune.com. It's time for another second cup. So grab a cup of coffee, kick back, relax, put in your earbuds, adjust that speaker volume, and let's talk some wet shaving and a few other things in podcast form. In case you didn't know, Second Cup is a podcast that will give you some additional information that didn't make the Monday morning mailbag deadline. This might be something that is time sensitive. For instance, a sale that could be ending before the next Monday morning mailbag airs, or a piece of late breaking information that viewers have passed along that is equally time sensitive, or something else regarding the wet shaving world that needs to be broadcast in a timely fashion. And we'll also have some time to chit chat and discuss some other things like coffee, movies, streaming shows, books, that sort of thing. So thanks for tuning in to Second Cup. And I hope you subscribe to the podcast where you can also find episodes of the Monday Morning Mailbag in podcast form. I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me. We'll get the show underway in just a moment. Thanks for joining me. Well, good morning and welcome to the June 26, 2023 episode of Second Cup. My gosh, where did June go? Summer is just putting on its wings and starting to fly by. Next week is going to be July, obviously, and it'll be uh, the 4th of July, Independence Day here in the States. And uh, my gosh, after the 4th of July, then <laughs> then the momentum of, of summer really starts to pick up once you hit August. Then we're already talking about kids going back to school and getting ready for uh, fall uh, football season and uh, whatever else comes with the end of summer. My gosh. Well, let's hang on to summer as much as we can. Uh, I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me this morning. I have got Dunkin' Donuts uh, for the Second Cup podcast, and I'm in, it's in my Washington Post coffee mug. I got this Washington Post coffee mug in a goodie bag from a Rubin Award, uh, National Cartoonist Society Rubin Award that I attended in Washington, D.C. So I think that was kind of neat. So it's a little bit of a keepsake and kind of a neat cup because it kind of reminds me that in some ways I'm reporting to you what's going on in the wet shaving world. And one of those little factoids uh, that I happen to recall we mentioned in the Monday morning mailbag this morning. And if you missed it, here it is again. This, this comes from Jim from Northfield. So my thanks to Jim for passing this along. Uh, it was 25 years ago this week, the last week in June, that the Gillette Mach 3 cartridge razor was introduced. How about that? 25 years that cartridge razor has been around. Now, cartridge razors in the traditional wet shaving world, there is a little bit of a uh, love-hate relationship, so to speak. I don't want to sound harsh, but that's the only words I can find at the moment. Uh, I think that they do have some benefit, uh, especially with TSA regulations now where you cannot take a safety razor in your carry-on. Uh, a cartridge razor is the way to go. And as you know, I've mentioned before that if I'm, if I'm going to use a cartridge razor, I prefer to use something with three blades or less. Now, we all know that cartridge razors can potentially uh, cause irritation, uh, ingrown hairs, razor bumps, this kind of thing, because of the multi-blades that are in those cartridge heads. And you're pressing down against your skin and you're pulling that cartridge head across 
across your face. And it does what it is intended to do. It's, it's intended to stretch that whisker and then cut it off closer at the base, which is why sometimes it gets underneath the skin and causes that ingrown hair. Whereas with a traditional safety razor, a single blade, a single edge, you're doing multiple passes, you're lathering in between those passes, you're making sure that the skin is fully protected, and you're bringing that whisker flush with the, uh, the skin uh, so that it doesn't get underneath. Uh, that's why many of us in the wet shaving world feel that the traditional wet shave is superior to um, using a cartridge razor. But let me note this, though. I think with the advent of cartridge razors came this time-saving aspect. You can, you can grab a cartridge razor and zip, 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 get your shave and get out the door. Whereas with a safety razor, you need to take your time. You need to prepare a little bit. And I think that's what's missing with the cartridge razor. I, I, I don't want to fully blame the cartridge razor for a lot of the shortcomings to, uh, to uh, someone's shave, whether it be razor bumps, irritation, ingrown hairs, that sort of thing. I think a lot of it comes about because you're, some, when, you're using a, uh, uh, when you're using a cartridge razor, you're not doing the necessary prep to get a good shave. A lot of uh, the cartridge razors go hand-in-hand hand with this canned shaving cream that you see in the, the big box stores. And a lot of guys will just get some shaving cream, splurt it into their hands, rub it around their face, grab their cartridge razor, zip, 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 they're done, and then they wonder why they get, irrit they get irritation or ingrown hairs. You have to do the proper prep. My point is, if you find yourself having to use a cartridge razor, whether, whether it be because you are only taking a carry-on bag and that's the only kind of razor you can put in your dop kit in the carry-on bag, or maybe your schedule or, you know, you're pressed for time. Whatever the reason is, try to do the proper prep. Try to make that lather. Get a good quality shaving soap that makes a good lather, that has a lot of good skin food ingredients Use an alum block. Well, your miles may vary with that, but I have found that it's a game changer in my shaving routine. An alum block, a good shaving balm to moisturize your skin, a good uh, aftershave. Uh, if you don't want to have something with alcohol in an aftershave, there are a lot of great aftershaves that uh, are alcohol-free, that won't dry out your skin, yet have some really, really nice moisturizing ingredients, uh, etc., that's my point. Cartridge razors can serve a purpose uh, for those of us in the, wet sh in the traditional wet shaving world. It's just that I think their shortcoming on one side of the equation is, is that those who use them and get ingrown hairs and irritation are skipping all the proper prep. Whereas with the safety razor, that's emphasized. It's emphasized over and over and over again. And my gosh, does doing the proper prep give you an absolutely fantastic shave? And I have heard from traditional wet shavers who don't have time in the morning to shave. And they will shave at night before they turn in. And they get a great shave. They turn in. They're able to get up early in the morning and get out the door. And that shave lasts them <laughs> throughout the day. And uh, that's a great way to go about it, too, to where you're not using uh, a cartridge razor early, early in the morning and running through it and then maybe 
you know, getting an ingrown here or a razor bump or something like that because you're not doing the proper prep. So consider that. If you're new to the traditional wet shave and you find that you're, you don't have enough time for it, try to wake up. I've always said this. Try to wake up 30 minutes earlier. Do the proper prep. Do the shave. It'll pay big dividends. It'll pay big dividends for you. And if you can't do that early in the morning, then try shaving right before you turn in. Uh, and uh, you'll have a you'll have a great shave in the morning. The result will still be with you in the morning when you get when you go about your day. So uh, that's just kind of off the top of my head as we um, recognize the 25th anniversary of the Gillette Mach 3 cartridge razor. It really is a neat cartridge razor, but again, uh, as I say, it falls in the category of uh, love-hate, <laughs> that sort of thing. But I do recognize that there are times when you got to use a cartridge razor. And I would say the Gillette Mach 3 is a good way to go, uh, three blades or less. And you can also use the Gillette Sensitive uh, cartridge razors, a cartridge razor, which is two blades in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the shaving head, which also is a... Um, uh, something that would fall into my category of a uh, cartridge razor uh, because I say three blades or less. So the Gillette Sensitive is another good one to use. But bottom line here is do the proper prep. All right, I just wanted to mention that. And again, my thanks to Jim uh, Jim from Northfield for passing that along. Uh, 25 years of the Gillette Mach 3. That's really remarkable. Hey, let's pay a few bills and we'll get the show underway. A viewer named JJ left this comment in the review I did on the Rockwell 6S adjustable razor. And JJ wrote, I just ordered it. For years, I've been using the cheap micro-touch butterfly razor and have been getting cuts and burns. I hated shaving. I retired from the military and wish to have found out about it sooner. And I think he's referring to the uh, Rockwell 6S. Anyhow, the Rockwell 6S is an absolutely wonderful, wonderful razor to begin your traditional wet shave journey because it has these adjustable base plates that you can swap out and find the proper level of aggression for your individual shave. So you have uh, three plates that are double-sided. Just flipping them from one side to the other actually changes the level of aggression. So you'll have um, one plate that will have uh, level three aggression on one side, and then the other side will be level one. You have another plate that has uh, level four on one side, uh, and on the other side, level two. And the third plate has uh, level five on one side and level six on the other, which is you know on the high aggressive end. But the thing that is really nice, and I think JJ will find this out, is that uh, plugging in a particular base plate and doing a shave will tell you whether you require a, a, a milder or more aggressive shave. And the Rockwell 6S, a stainless steel razor, very, very well made, a lifetime razor, will, will tell you, uh, help guide you to find uh, the correct level of aggression for your individual shave, which is why I think it's just an absolutely spectacular razor to give as a gift uh, uh, for someone who wants to start traditional wet shave because they can find, they got those six different options to find the correct level of aggression for their shave. Now, having said that, the Micro Touch Butterfly Razor is a repackaged, rebranded Weishi razor. Uh, Weishi is spelled W-E-I-S-H-I. I don't know if uh, it's pronounced Weishi or Weishi. I've heard it a couple different ways. I'm going with Weishi. 
Anyhow, they're not bad razors. Uh, the Weishi Butterfly razors are not bad. And you don't have to buy a Microtouch, which I, on Amazon is about $24 packaged uh, and rebranded as a Microtouch. It's a Weishi razor. Uh, so my point is that the, the Microtouch rebranding of it is a little more expensive than buying the actual Weishi razor. You can buy a Weishi razor for about 12 bucks on Amazon. And uh, it's the same razor is what I'm saying. And uh, they tend to be mass-produced and uh, with mass production sometimes, and with mass production and lower price sometimes, just a hunch on my part, quality control suffers a little bit. So the Weishi you get and the Weishi I get may shave a little differently, whereas with a Rockwell Success, with a timeless razor, with a carved razor, with uh, something from Rex Supply, something from uh, Phoenix Shaving, these higher-end razors tend to have much, much better quality control, which is what you're also paying for. So that uh, the razor, let's say you buy a timeless titanium razor and I buy the, the same timeless titanium razor, uh, they're going to be identical in performance because of that quality control and that precision CNC machining. Whereas some of these other lower end razors, they get stamped out and mass produced so quickly and the quality control is just you know, maybe a parting glance <laughs> really is what it comes down to. Uh, they're not bad. They're, they're, they're okay to start with. Uh, if you're on a budget, nothing wrong with them. I'm just saying that sometimes the shave is not consistent uh, from razor to razor. Now, having said all that, the one thing that uh, beginning wet shavers make a mistake of, and this goes back to what we were talking about with the Gillette Mach 3, is that there's that muscle memory from using a cartridge razor over and over and over again. That muscle memory in using a cartridge razor uh, is, uh, says that uh, you press down and then you pull. That's what's required to use a cartridge razor. Uh, those blades are already set at the proper shaving angle. So all you're doing is pressing that cartridge razor flat against your face and then pulling. Whereas with the safety razor, you're using a light touch. Do not press down. And I think that's where a lot of beginner wet shavers make the mistake. They grab that safety razor and that muscle memory, uh, you know, kind of kicks in. And that's why they're pressing that razor down a little too hard. You use a light touch. Use a light touch about a 30 degree angle. That's why I always say uh, 30 degrees, a light touch. Let the razor do all the work, gentlemen. And a lot of uh, a lot of viewers, a lot of listeners have commented to me that 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 saying that 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 little adage that uh, I, I repeat over and over and over again in every video uh, kind of uh, is a little earworm around in their head, and it really helps them break that habit of pressing down that they used to do with a cartridge razor. And I'm very happy to hear that. So. Uh, I, I, I'm glad that it does give that benefit. But um, the Rockwell Success is a very, very good razor, JJ. It's a very good razor. It's a very high-quality razor. It's stainless steel. It's a lifetime razor. And regardless of the demands of your skin and beard, this razor, the Rockwell Success, will allow you to find the correct uh, shave for you, the correct level of aggression. 
that's absolutely fantastic. And, and it's another reason why I really do enjoy my Rockwell success. And thanks to Jim from Northfield for send, sending it along to the channel because it really is a fantastic razor. And I, I, have to, I have to pull it out and use it again. I like plate number three for my face shaves, sometimes plate four, but the Rockwell success is also a great razor to do head shaves with. So if you're a head shaver, and uh, you want to do the traditional wet shave for both face shave and head shave, know that the Rockwell 6S is an absolutely spectacular razor to use for head shaving. Plate number three is what they recommend, and I have found that that is the absolute perfect aggression uh, level of attack, so to speak, a level of aggression to use for a head shave. It really is very, very good. The Supply SE is also a great razor for head shaves. Another great single-edge, single-blade uh, injector, uh, razor. Uh, it's very, very good. So either of those are either the Rockwell success with the number six plate or the supply SE. Both of those are good for uh, head shaves. But the, 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 the bottom line here is, is that when you're coming from a cartridge, uh, razor shave, uh, try to break that muscle memory, try to use a light touch, even with a Wishi or this micro touch, I'm thinking that if you have that and you lighten up on the touch, you'll, you'll still get a good result. You might not get as good a result with some other high-end razors, so like an Edwin Jagger or a Mercura Mueller, but it'll start you out. It'll get you on the path. It'll start your wet shaving journey. You'll learn the technique. You'll learn how to do it so that, uh, you know, in a month or two, you'll want to get... Uh, a little more higher-end razor. It's just going to happen because it's a great way to shave with a traditional safety razor. So, JJ, let us know at some point how the Rockwell 6S adjustable razor works out for you. would really be interested in hearing how your wet shaving journey continues. So, thanks very much for the comment. Well, if you've been following the Monday Morning Mailbag and some of the reviews I'm doing on the channel, you'll see that I've been talking about a timeless razor, uh, safety razor, uh, lately. And I've reviewed their stainless steel razor. I've reviewed their titanium razor. Of course, I have the bronze razor head that uh, Alex Lopez very, very kindly sent along. And I was able to acquire the bronze handle and stand from timeless razors scratch and dent area. And they both look beautiful and really complete the razor. Uh, anyhow, um, in... Reviewing the Timeless Razor, the Titanium Razor and the Stingless Razor and talking about them, I noticed that the base plate has a single channel that is uh, machined right through it from end to end. And that's where the tabs of the cap uh, get inserted. And I thought that was so unique. And I pointed that out because I did not see that with the bronze uh, razor heads uh, base plate. The uh, bronze razor heads base plate has the traditional two slots where the two tabs from the cap line up and just drop in uh, when you're loading a, a razor blade. But the titanium base plate and the stainless steel base plate have this single channel running through the base plate. And uh, Keith Osmond uh, commented on this and said, that timeless razor looks nice. Regarding the center groove in the base plate for the top tabs to sit in, very reminiscent of a Gillette new. Now, this is the first time I've heard of this. And I did a little Googling, and there was a Gillette new razor uh, for sale on Etsy. 
And I'll link to that so you can you can see that. It's already been sold, but you can go ahead and get the, the details from that particular sale up there because it is really beautifully uh, replated in nickel. And uh, it was uh, made possible by uh, Backroads Gold. They're the folks who offered that razor for sale. But the, uh, the description of it, uh, is the, uh, a Gillette new razor from 1929 to 1940. Now, I did not know this. And when you look at the base plate, sure enough, there's this single channel cutting that's, that's cut right through the base plate where the tabs line up with from the camp. Really, really very, very neat. Uh, and uh, I did a little more searching, and I happened to find uh, a website called uh, thebarberscorner.net where they discussed different vintage Gillette razors. And uh, the name of the page, and I will link to it, is Detailed List of Vintage Gillette Razors. And the Gillette New came after the Gillette Old Type. The Gillette Old Type was the first razor uh, that uh, King C. Gillette launched, and that really established the, con- the, the company. And then after that came the Gillette New. And as they write on barberscorner.net, This razor, the Gillette knew, this razor was produced from 1929 to 1940 in a period where Gillette didn't label its razors, so it might be harder to identify. However, if you buy this razor as part of a set with its original blades, since the blades uh, of those times were labeled, they could give you an accurate idea of when the razor was produced. So keep that in mind if you ever come across a razor uh, in an antique store, an estate sale, wherever you are, and it comes with blades, uh, snap it up because those blades will tell you about the time that that razor was manufactured. Really, really good tip. Uh, it is a three-piece razor, which, which means it consists of a handle, a blade holder, the guard, and a blade cover. Uh, the mechanism to use it is simple. Unscrew the top, insert the blade, and screw it back again. Uh, One additional feature is that it has a slot on the blade cover that fits into the groove in the guard. Now, by the guard, I'm I'm assuming they mean the base plate, and the cover is the cap. So when you look at the cap from the pictures I've seen, that those tabs, it's one long continuous tab that goes from end to end. It it meets that uh, threaded screw or threaded stud right there in the center and then continues on the other side. And that whole, that whole... Uh, tab, so to speak, that rail lines up with the groove in the base plate. Really, really unique. So uh, something to look for uh, if you're out there antiquing or at an estate sale or a yard sale. Uh, if you're if you come across a razor with this kind of configuration, it may very well be a Gillette new from anywhere from 1929 to 1940. My thanks to Keith Osmond for passing along this information. And thanks to the folks at uh, barberscorner.net for the additional information. I will link to them so you can read about all the razors that they, that they have listed there. And they give a brief, brief history of each one. Very, very fascinating history on the Gillette uh, safety razor. But I did not know this. The Gillette knew. And this all came about because the timeless razor happened to take a design idea from years past, update a little bit, uh, apply it to modern manufacturing techniques of the 21st century to make a really, really spectacular razor. And it's also inspired 
by uh, a vintage Gillette razor, it appears. So I, I think that is just so really, really neat. And it's another aspect of why I'm so fascinated by and enjoy doing the traditional wet shave. There's this great, great history. And as, uh, as witnessed by uh, some of the razors from Phoenix Shaving, where uh, Douglas Smythe gets some of these designs from yesteryear and upgrades them a bit, uh, and uh, makes a, a new razor, which is an homage to an older razor. It looks like the folks at Timeless Razors are doing something uh, in a similar fashion by taking some of these design elements, these proven design elements, proven engineering elements, and incorporating them into their razors. Really, really very, very neat. And again, uh, if you've not uh, seen Timeless Razor, Get up to their website, check out their razors. They are absolutely spectacularly well-made, precisely manufactured razors. They really, really are fantastic. They offer them in stainless, bronze, and titanium, and you can customize them to your heart's content. So thanks again to Keith Osman for passing that information along. I learned something new. <laughs> That's why I love the wet shave and the wet shaving community. I always learn something new from the viewers and listeners. Thank you again, Keith. Really, really do appreciate it. And I hope you out there learn something new as well. Thanks again, Keith. Well, here's something very interesting I thought I'd pass along. It comes from viewer Joel Torano. And it's a link to a video that was created by an individual who was making shaving brushes. And uh, Joel wrote, Hi, Mark, check this out. It's about 10 minutes long. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm not sure if or where this might fit in on the Monday morning mailbag, but thought I would send it to you, as always, looking forward to the next Monday morning mailbag. Well, thanks very much for that, Joel. I really do appreciate it. And this video is an individual making a couple of shaving brushes from recycled skateboards. Yeah, this was really, really fascinating. And, and again, it's about 10, 11 minutes long. And he takes you through the entire process. Now, the skateboards, uh, the hardware has been removed, obviously. The wheels and the, the rails that, uh, and screws that hold the wheels in place. And these are just the boards. And uh, he's taking these boards and he's cutting them up into consistent rectangular pieces. And then he is sanding them smooth and squaring them up a little bit. And then he's gluing them all together uh, in a stack. And then from there, he is... Uh, cutting them in a semi-cylindrical shape, uh, finding the center on each end of this somewhat cylindrical shape so that he can then place them on his lathe and then turn them down into a shape of a, of a uh, shaving brush handle, sand them out, polish them up, apply uh, some sort of coating to them, uh, affix a knot, and he has got a couple of beautiful shaving brushes. It really is wonderful. I'm going to mention this as well on the Monday morning mailbag, and I'm going to ask the individual if I can't borrow some of that video footage to show just a little bit of it on the Monday morning mailbag because it really is fascinating watching him turn these old skateboards into shaving brushes. Absolutely fantastic. I, I love this kind of thing. Again, it's another aspect of the traditional wet shave that I really, really love. Not only do I love the history, but I love the inventiveness of, of the traditional wet shave where people are making gear, uh, whether it's from recycled skateboards or 3D printers or 
however they're doing it, they're creating new razors and new shaving brushes. And they're doing their own individual take on a shaving brush or razor, a shaving bowl, uh, you know, that sort of thing. It really is remarkable. And uh, this it's a real talent. It's a real creative talent. And I so admire uh, a watch. I so admire this individual for the talent he has to, to see the potential in uh, some old skateboards where he said, hey, I could, I could make a shaving brush out of this. Absolutely fantastic. So I'll link it below. Check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. It's only about 10 or 11 minutes long, and it really is. Uh, just it, it's, it's entertaining. It's informative. And in, 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 in its own way, it's rather instructive. If you're in woodworking, you might want to try this yourself. So thanks again to Joel Toronto for passing this along. Really, really do appreciate it, Joel. Now, before I get out of here, I wanted to recommend a movie that uh, I happen to be re-watching again. It really was a favorite when I first saw it. It's from 2006. It's called The Illusionist, and it stars Edward Norton, Paul Giamatti, and Jessica Biel. Uh, and as Wikipedia writes, The Illusionist is a 2006 American romantic mystery film written and directed by Neil Berger and starring Edward Norton, Paul Giamatti, and Jessica Biel. Based loosely on Stephen Milhauser's short story, Eisenheim the Illusionist, it tells the story of Eisenheim, a magician in turn-of-the-century Vienna, who reunites with his childhood love, a woman far above his social standing. Uh, and it really is a terrific, terrific movie. The performances are absolutely great. It takes place in 1889 uh, Vienna, Austria-Hungarian Austria Empire. And again, Edward Norton plays this uh, magician who is putting on a show at the theater there in Vienna. And Paul Giamatti is the chief inspector who is kind of looking at the, uh, the show, looking at this magician, seeing what kind of involvement he has with the young lady who is betrothed to the crown prince and uh, this young lady played by Jessica Biel. And you see some really neat magic. Edward Norton looks like he has trained a little bit in doing some of these um, um, artistic, magical manipulations with the different props, balls, and that sort of thing. And there's also some other, I guess you could say, effects that come into play here. But uh, the realism of how the magic is depicted is very, very good. Even though it might be a little bit of camera trickery, it still all looks very, very authentic. The performances are really, really terrific. And it's a movie I really enjoyed from beginning to end because there is this element of mystery to it. You don't know exactly what's going on. How is it going to end? Uh, you have a lot of questions going through your head as you're watching this movie. The performances are very, very good. The actors are very engaging it's all very believable. It transports you back to that period of time. Uh, and it really is very, very well produced. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And as I say, uh, I'm watching it again. And uh, I'm about probably about halfway through. There's also, I just saw this scene again. There's this, there's this wonderful, wonderful scene where... Uh, Eisenheim, the magician, is invited to the palace to uh, put on a show for the crown prince. And the crown prince is a doubter. He, he 
wants to find out all the tricks and expose Eisenheimer for just being a, uh, you know, uh, uh, just being an ordinary magician because his illusions look so fantastic. People actually think he has some sort of superpower. Uh, and uh, so he goes about um, trying to expose some of the illusions that he's doing at the palace for a private audience. And um, he challenges Eisenheim. The crown prince challenges Eisenheim to do something, you know, unexpected, do something unique. And Eisenheim uh, asks for the crown prince's sword. And then he goes about using that to do an absolutely fantastic, fantastic illusion. <laughs> it's really, really very good. I'm not going to spoil it anymore for you. It's a really fantastic moment in the movie. So check it out when you get a chance. The Illusionist from 2006, starring Edward Norton, Paul Giamatti, and Jessica Biel. And it's rated PG-13. I don't recall anything being overly offensive. Uh, nothing I can recall. Again, I'm re-watching it here. And I don't recall anything uh, being uh, overly offensive. Well, let me put it to you that way. There might be some, some innuendo here and there. I, but I don't recall anything being uh, overly offensive uh, or shocking, that sort of thing. So I think it might be okay for the entire family. But again, it's PG-13, just so you know. It's available on Prime Video. I'm watching it on Freevee, which will show you the entire movie, but you have to look at some ads. But that's okay. That's a popcorn break kind of ad. <laughs> get up, get some more popcorn, get a soft drink, sit back down, and the movie's on again. So uh, check it out. The Illusionist from 2006. I really, really enjoyed it. And that wraps up another second cup. Thanks so much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. I sure hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, please share, please subscribe, and pass it along to a fellow wet shaver or a friend. My thanks to everyone who contributed to today's show. And I mean this sincerely. Without you, this microphone would be silent. If Second Cup or the Monday Morning Mailbag aren't showing up in your regular podcast feed, please drop me a line at mondaymailbag at gmail.com and we'll try to get it all sorted out. So again, thank you all very much. I look forward to getting together with you again on these podcast airwaves. Until then, enjoy the day, enjoy your shave, and enjoy that Second Cup. Mm-hmm.